1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Educate for Life with Kevin Conover on AM 1170, The Answer. Educate for Life, a look at current events from today's headlines and how they affect you. What you believe shapes your worldview and your ultimate destiny. Learn more now at educateforlife.com. Now, in studio, here is your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your tired and bring your shame. Bring your guilt and bring your pain. Don't you know that's not your name? You will always be much more to me. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on AM 1170, The Answer, in San Diego every Sunday from 4 to 5 p.m. You can also stream the show at am1170theanswer.com all around the world. My website is educateforlife.org. If you like what you're hearing, you can pick up a recording of the show uh, on my website. i uh, love to have you check in there. We have all kinds of... Uh, useful shows and information uh, that will be a blessing to you. Um, I'm going to read you a quick excerpt from a book today on today's show. And uh, let's see if you can identify, maybe you are familiar with this book. It's a very popular book, uh, over 65 million copies sold. So maybe you can pick it up here. Listen to this excerpt from the book. Once the communists came to power, they skillfully used the means of seduction toward the church. The language of love and the language of seduction are the same. The one who wishes a girl for a wife and the one who wishes her for only a night both say the words, I love you. Jesus has told us to discern between the language of seduction and the language of love and to know the wolves clad in sheepskin from the real sheep. Unfortunately, when the communists came to power, thousands of priests, pastors, and ministers did not know how to discern between the two voices. The communists convened a congress of all Christian bodies in our parliament building. There were 4,000 priests, pastors, and ministers of all denominations, and these men of God chose Joseph Stalin as honorary president of this congress. At the same time, he was president of the world movement of the godless and a mass murderer of Christians. One after another, bishops and pastors arose and declared that communism and Christianity are fundamentally the same and could coexist. One minister after another said words of praise toward communism and assured the new government of the loyalty of the church. My wife and I were present at this Congress. Sabina told me, Richard, stand up and wash away this shame from the face of Christ. They are spitting in his face. I said to her, if I do so, you lose your husband. She replied, I don't wish to have a coward as a husband. Then I arose and spoke to this Congress, praising not the murderers of Christians, but Jesus Christ, stating that our loyalty is due first to him. The speeches at this Congress were broadcast and the whole country could hear, proclaimed from the rostrum of the Communist Parliament, the message of Christ. Afterward, I had to pay for this, but it was worthwhile. Well, uh, if you're listening and you heard that little excerpt there, maybe you've heard what this book is. It's Tortured for Christ by Richard Wormbrand. He said when he was talking about his book that he wrote, he said it has no literary value. It was written in only three days shortly after my release from prison, but it was written with pen and tears. And for some reason, God has chosen to bless this writing and use it for his purpose. In the 30th anniversary edition of Tortured for Christ, they haven't changed uh, barely anything at all. It's been 
translated into 65 language, 65 languages and millions of copies have been distributed throughout the world. Sorry, I, I said 65 million earlier, my, just millions of copies throughout the world. And, uh, my guest today is Todd Nettleton. Todd, I just wanted to thank you for being on the show today. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, let me introduce you to our, our listeners. Um, Todd is the Director of Media and Public Relations for The Voice of the Martyrs. He works with the media to tell the stories of persecuted Christians to people in the United States. He's been interviewed more than 2,000 times by various media outlets, CNN, the Associated Press, Los Angeles Times, the BBC, Moody Broadcast Network, Christian Broadcasting Network, Newsweek, Voice of America, uh, TBN. Uh, he's served at Voice of the Martyrs for 17 years. He's met with Christians who face persecution, persecution in all kinds of countries, Sudan, China, Egypt, Turkey, Eritrea, Vietnam, many, many others. And uh, he also hosts a weekly radio program, his own radio show, uh, VOM Radio. Uh, you can check that out at vomradio.net. And uh, he's, part, he's been involved in the authoring of uh, multiple books uh, on persecution throughout the world. And uh, graduate of Bartlesville Wesleyan College, Oklahoma Wesleyan University, which is actually associated with the church I, I go to, and I'm an assistant pastor at. And uh, he's also the son of missionary parents, uh, grew up a little bit in Papua New Guinea and also in Southern California, and he enjoys reading, writing, music, travel, sports. He has a wife, two college-aged sons. He's also a commissioner of a fantasy football league. Todd, you sounded really spiritual up until that part in your bio. <laughs> and, well, you know, it's, 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 you know, football season is starting, so that's my part-time job now. <laughs> you know, I thought you were a really holy, holy person here, but now I, I, I feel differently. <laughs> that's great. Well, uh, Todd, thank you again for being on the show. And um, I wanted our guest to hear from you. Uh, you know, Richard Wormbrand, he's the founder of your ministry, the ministry you're involved in. And... Uh, it came out of his own uh, life experience to reach out to people around the world. Um, can you explain a little bit more about the founding and also what VOM is doing today? Well, it's great that you opened with that excerpt from Torture for Christ, uh, which, by the way, we, we still give that book away free to anybody who wants a copy of it. You can come to our website, just request a copy of Torture for Christ. But, uh, you know, as you read, he said, uh, I would have to pay a price but it was worth it. Uh, the price that he ultimately paid was 14 years in communist prisons in Romania, including three years in an underground solitary confinement cell. So for three straight years, he was in solitary. They opened a slit in the door to slide his food through, and that was his only human contact for three years. Uh, but it was during that time that God planted on his heart the vision for a ministry to to minister to people like him, pastors and Christians and church leaders who were in prison because of their faith. And when he was released from prison, he was actually ransomed out of the country of Romania, and he came to the West. And uh, before he left, the police took him aside. They said, Pastor Wormbrand, uh, you're going to the West. Congratulations. You can preach about God all you want now. Just don't say what we did to you. Just don't tell about the prison. Don't tell about the torture. Richard came out. He did exactly what they told him not to do. He told the stories of uh, the torture and the prison and the solitary confinement cell. He told the stories of Sabina being three years in a labor camp. Uh, but more than their own stories, they told the stories of people who were still there. Mm. And Christians like you and me, you know, we hear those stories and we say, well, okay, how do we help those people? The Voice of the Martyrs was founded 
really to be the answer to that question. How do we help those people? How do we connect with them? How do we encourage them? How do we support them? We help to do that. We serve really, I, the picture I like to draw is a picture of a bridge. We are a bridge between the church here in the United States and the church in hostile and restricted nations around the world. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, whenever, since I found out about Voice of the Martyrs back when I was in college, I, you know, that, that has been my main source of information when it comes to uh, what's going on with Christians in other countries. I mean, literally, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know what was happening to so many of these people, but now I'm able to pray for them and I'm able to, uh, you know, reach out through the different methods that VOM provides. That's true. And one of the main ways we do that is through our free monthly newsletter. We send that out every month all over the country. Uh, and it, it helps you pray. Like you say, uh, you can pray effectively because you know names and faces and countries and situations. Uh, it's not just God bless the persecuted church, although that certainly is a prayer that God hears and answers. But instead, it's more specific. It's God uh, bless Pastor Lee, who's just been arrested in China and is away from his family in prison. Bless his family and provide for them and encourage them while he's away. Yeah. It becomes much more personal and much more real. Absolutely. And, you know, we're, we're coming up on a break here, but uh, stay with us. My guest today is Todd Nettleton, uh, who who is been working with the Voice of the Martyrs for 17 years. Voice of the Martyrs is literally that. It's the voice of for people who are suffering in countries where they're in prison and We'd have no way of knowing about it if it weren't for this ministry. And uh, if you're interested in this ministry, uh, you can check them out online. Uh, you can, first of all, listen to Todd's show at vomradio.net, but you can also go to www.persecution.com. That's persecution.com. And you can look, get all kinds of information about the people that are currently suffering throughout the world uh, simply for being a Christian or sharing the gospel. When we come back, we'll continue this discussion and we'll be uh, looking into detail about what's happening in countries like Iraq, in North Korea, Afghanistan. We'll talk about what's happening with the refugees uh, that are fleeing uh, Syria and other places. And uh, we'll ultimately figure out how do we make a difference? How do we uh, make a dent in this huge problem of persecution throughout the world. Stay with us. You're on Educate for Life Radio, am1170theanswer.com. We'll be right back. Join the Creation Earth History Museum for our 10th Annual Museum Day Family Festival, Saturday, September 26th. Hi, this is Jason Payne, museum curator. I want to personally invite you and your families to a free, fun-filled event, including new exhibits, testimonies from leading scientific experts, meet NASA astronaut Colonel Jeffrey Williams, and many others. Activities for the entire family. So join us Saturday, September 26th from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Go online to learn more at creationsd.org or call 619-599-1104. 619-599-1104. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 730 to 530, and Saturdays, 730 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. 
Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. I will cast my cares on you. You're the anchor of my hope, the only one who's in control. Thanks for listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on AM 1170, The Answer in San Diego. You can also stream the show at am1170theanswer.com. My website's educateforlife.org, and you can listen to a recording of this show uh, and many other previous shows. Got all kinds of shows on there with scientists and atheists and Buddhists and Muslims and uh, just very interesting discussions about reality. Uh, What is the truth about reality and life? And uh, where do I get my hope from? You know, last uh, last week we had on a brain surgeon who talked about how he prays for his patients. This week, my guest is Todd Nettleton of Voice of the Martyrs. Um, Voice of the Martyrs was started by Richard Wormbrand, who shortly after World War II uh, was put in a communist prison in Romania. And um, listen to this excerpt from his book, Tortured for Christ. It says, I worked in both an official and underground manner until February 29th, 1948. On that beautiful Sunday on my way to church, I was kidnapped from the street by the secret police. I had often wondered what was meant by man-stealing, which is mentioned several times in the Bible. Communism has taught us. Many at that time were kidnapped like this. A van of the secret police stopped in front of me. Four men jumped out and pushed me into the vehicle. I was taken to a prison where I was kept secretly for over eight years. During that time, no one knew whether I was alive or dead. My wife was visited by the secret police who posed as released fellow prisoners. They told her that they had attended my burial. She was heartbroken. Gosh, I can't. We're so far removed from uh, experiences like that. It's hard to even imagine. I mean, we see it in the movies, but uh, his book uh, reads like a, you know, thriller. And uh, you learn about history. You learn about what's happening in other countries even now. Um, And so, Todd... What's happening right now in, for example, Iraq? You said uh, in your notes to me that you interviewed a pastor from Iraq uh, last week, and he was talking about how Muslims are coming to Christ in Iraq, uh, despite all the the craziness that's going on there. Well, anybody who turns on the news, you know, we see the bad news from Iraq. We see the rise of the Islamic State. We see them uh, kicking Christians out of cities, literally, basically just pushing every Christian out of a city, uh, but what you don't hear is is the stories that this pastor shared. And one of the great stories that he shared with me, he said, just within the last couple of weeks, uh, a lady came into his office, a fully veiled young woman. And if you saw her walking down the street, a hundred times out of a hundred, you would say, that's a Muslim lady. You know, she, her face is covered. She's veiled. She comes down and sits down in the pastor's office, and she says, I want to be baptized. Wow. And this pastor just looks at her like, do you even know what you're talking yeah. about? Why, why would you want to be baptized? You're obviously a Muslim lady, and you know what is going on here? And she went on to share the story. She was a university student, and uh, she had a Christian classmate. A, a man in her class was a Christian, and she said, I felt sorry for him because he was going to go to hell. 
So she decided, as a good Muslim, that she was going to reach out to this Christian guy and and share her faith with him. She was going to convince him to become a Muslim so he could go to paradise. And he actually wasn't very strong in his faith, and he really didn't know a lot about it. And so he told her, listen, if you want to know about Christianity, don't talk to me. Uh, Get a Bible and read it. That'll tell you about Christianity. (laughs) And so this young lady got a Bible. She began to read it, and she realized this is true. Uh, Jesus really is the Son of God. Jesus is the Savior. And so she came to faith. What a testimony. Yeah, she came and sat down with his pastor, and he said he was kind of trying to talk her out of being baptized, and she would quote Scripture back to him. She had already started memorizing the New Testament, uh, and so pretty soon he quickly realized, hey, her faith is legit. This is somebody who genuinely believes in Christ, and so she was baptized. That's the good side of what's going on in Iraq. Now, the, the bad side of that particular story her family, who is still Muslim, found out about it. They took away her cell phone. They said, you cannot have any contact with the church, with the Christians. And in fact, they're trying to marry her off quickly to a Muslim man uh, to try to kind of get her back under control. So uh, we need to pray for her because she's isolated now. Uh, but this is a lady whose faith was very, very strong, even after only six months of having a Bible. That's incredible. And and this is all the more reason why Voice of the Martyrs is so important is because of stories like this and hearing about this. And now we can uh, sympathize and, and have compassion for her situation. And uh, that's what the Bible tells us to do. Um, it, it does. And Voice of the Martyrs is also providing aid to uh, many of the displaced Christians, somewhere around 18,000 families. We've been able to help in the last 18 months uh, since the fall of Mosul. Uh, so we are providing a very practical help to them, as well as spiritual help, Bibles, and encouragement. Just just the encouragement to say, listen, you're not alone in this. Mm. Uh, you're a part of the body of Christ, and, and the body of Christ around the world is with you. Even though they're not all standing here, there are people who remember you. They're praying for you. They do care about what's happening to you. Yeah, absolutely. I know I've read in a lot of your... Uh... I get your your regular magazine, and um, I, I've read in a lot of those that there's pastors who are in prison, and just to receive the letters or just to the, know that the letters are coming and that they haven't been forgotten uh, is just a huge encouragement to them uh, to survive under such uh, harsh conditions. It is a great encouragement. I One of my favorite stories, the two ladies that were in prison in Iran, Miriam and Marzia, Uh, We helped people to write letters to them. We provided their prison address. We do that for many prisoners around the world. Uh, And they talk about in their book when those letters started coming. One of the prison officials took them aside at Evan Prison in Tehran, Iran. It's it's always called the notorious Evan Prison. Uh, This official took these two ladies aside and said, do you know how much trouble you're causing for us? And they kind of looked at him like, hey, you know, we're locked in prison. How could we possibly be causing trouble for you? And he said, do you know how much mail you're getting? And we have to read every single one of those letters. Uh, And so he was very upset because they were getting thousands of letters from Christians all over the world. And they had to read every one of them to make sure it was not political or not contraband. (laughs) Persecuting them through making them read all the mail. Yeah. In their case, they never actually got to see the letters, Yeah, but they they write in their book about what an incredible encouragement it was just to know that they were there, just to know that people were praying for them, people were sending letters, and that they were not forgotten. Yeah. They, they testify what a difference that made. 
Yeah. We actually had them out at our church, uh, not well, quite a while ago, but, uh, that, that is a phenomenal testimony, uh, and what they're going through and how they're enduring under that, uh, persecution. And so, uh, Todd, what countries are the, the most difficult countries for Christians currently? I know, um, I know. So Iraq is a big deal. Uh, what other countries? Well, obviously the places that are controlled by the Islamic State, they, they are just cracking down horribly on Christians. Uh, the, the nations that you would point to, I, I think you have to talk about North Korea. Uh, it is absolutely a, a prison camp disguised as a country. It is a place where uh, every single Christian activity is uh, under control and battered and they, they want to lock you up in a political prisoner camp, even if you would talk about praying to Jesus Christ. And the reason for that, and I think it's important for people to understand this, the North Korean system is built on the idea that the leaders, the Kim family, is a divine being. They're, they're God. You're supposed to pray to them. So if you pray to Jesus, it's not just, you know, your religion is different from mine, or, or maybe you are got caught up in a Western superstition it really undermines the very foundation of the North Korean government because it says the Kim family is not divine. They're not God. So that's why the North Korean government cracks down so hard on Christianity, on Bibles, on churches, on Christian witness. The other two countries I would point to, and and depending on who you talk to, what order it is, Saudi Arabia is one. Saudi Arabia does not allow a church building to exist on Saudi soil. They do not recognize that a Saudi citizen could be anything other than a Sunni Muslim. Uh, so that is one. The other is Iran. And Iran is a country where the church is growing, and it's growing so fast that the government is, is genuinely scared. Uh, how, are, how are we going to stop this? How are we going to stop our young people from leaving Islam and following Jesus Christ? They are trying to do it by cracking down on the church arresting Christians, putting them in prison, beating them, torturing them. Uh, so I would list those three, Iran, Saudi Arabia, and North Korea, as kind of some order of one, two, and three. Okay. My guest today is Todd Nettleton of Voice of the Martyrs, and we're just talking about what's happening around the world with uh, persecution, with uh, where Christianity is growing, what's happening, how we can make a difference, how we can pray more effectively, how we can uh, contribute financially. Uh, we're going to talk about, when we come back, how... A Voice of the Martyrs actually sends scripture balloons into North Korea. They're actually launching balloons into North Korea from South Korea and reaching people with the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, uh, through uh, this, this method. So uh, when we come back, we'll continue this discussion. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart. Not all home inspections are created equal. Experience matters. Joe DeMars and his team at Housemaster have performed inspections in San Diego for 22 years plus and performed over 10,000 inspections for commercial, multiple family, apartments, and residential. So call before you buy or sell and protect your investment. Call 619-660-7866 or online at sandiego.housemaster.com. Home inspections done right. Guaranteed. 619-660-7866. 
How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. I'm giving it all away. No more hiding. No more stalling. I hear you calling me. And Thanks for tuning in to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on AM 1170, The Answer, in San Diego every Sunday, 4 to 5 p.m. And you can stream the show all over the world at am1170theanswer.com. My website is educateforlife.org, educateforlife.org. And uh, the goal of my organization, my ministry, is to help people think clearly about the issues that they have to deal with on a regular basis. What is the truth about God? How does the Bible relate to science or history? Uh, is the Bible reliable? How do we know it's reliable? All these kinds of stuff you can, you can look at um, on my website. I have classes you can take. Uh, you can sign up for and a fantastic place to get all kinds of good information. My guest today is Todd Nettleton with Voice of the Martyrs. Their website is persecution.com. Very simple, persecution.com. And what they're about is rescuing people and providing hope to people who are suffering because uh, they have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And uh, Todd, you, you mentioned North Korea and how that is one of the top places that is persecuting Christians. And... You know, one of the questions that I think might pop into somebody's mind, especially somebody who doesn't know Christ or is not a believer, is, well, gosh, aren't you just uh, creating more problems for these people by introducing them to the gospel, and now all of a sudden the government hates them? Uh, how, how might you respond to somebody that, that says something like that? Well, there's, there's a couple responses. Actually, Richard, when Richard Wernbrand, when he would speak in churches— uh, one of the things he would say before the offering, he would say, if you don't want there to be any more martyrs, then you shouldn't put any money in the plate, because we're going to send Bibles, we're going to win people to Christ, and there are going to be more martyrs. Mm. So if you're uncomfortable with that, don't don't give any money. Uh, so I think the answer I would say, though, is obviously we want to, to put the eternal uh, before the temporal. We want to mm. keep our eyes on eternity and not just on this present day. And so what we are doing by sharing the gospel is, is we're opening the door for people to have an eternity with Christ, even as they understand my earthly life is going to get worse. And it's, it's interesting that you bring that up, because it is one of the great differences between the church in the United States and the church around the world in hostile and restricted nations. In the United States, the gospel message is typically presented as, come to Jesus and your life's going to get better. Mm. Uh, in, a, in a place like China or Pakistan or the Middle East, the message is, come to Jesus, your life is probably going to get worse here on earth. Your family may turn their backs on you. They may kick you out of your house. You may lose your job. You may even go to prison, but you get to go to heaven and be with Jesus. And you have him and you have the Holy Spirit to provide you with joy and help and love right now. So it's a different gospel message, and so they, they come to faith with their eyes open that, hey, this is going to cost me something. This is not free. This is not easy. Uh, but they also have an incredible sense of joy. Yeah. And one of the things, you know, when we hold conferences around the country and people say kind of, 
well, why would I want to go and spend a Saturday hearing stories of Christians being persecuted and tortured and killed? Mm. Uh, I'm just going to walk out of there and be depressed. But here's the reality. These Christians have an incredible sense of joy and excitement. I'll never forget one of the first trips I went on for Voice of the Martyrs. My wife was with me on the trip, and we met a lady named Sister Tong. And Sister Tong had been in prison for six months for holding a house church service in her home. And so we sat down with her. She had just been out of prison for a few weeks. And and I asked her, you know, and I hadn't been at Beyond that long, and I was still kind of learning the ropes. And I said, so, Sister Tong, tell me about the prison. And, you know, the translator translated my question, and she got this amazing smile on her face. And she said, oh, yes, that was a wonderful time. <laughs> That's great. And I, I looked at the translator because I thought, wait, you know, something got lost in translation yeah. <laughs> here. Because I asked about prison, and she said that was a wonderful time. You know, what's going on here? But she went on to say, listen, when I was in prison, the Lord was so close to me, and he just ministered to me in such a personal, special way. And I got to share the gospel with some of the other ladies in my cell. So that was a wonderful time. And uh, my mind was kind of blown. I think I was permanently altered by that conversation. But that's a theme that comes up again and again as we meet with persecuted Christians, that sense of joy that sense of excitement about how good God is and how, how exciting it is to be a part of his kingdom, that's something that we see often in the persecuted church, and that's why the gospel message is spreading in these nations. Wow. Yeah, so that scripture, 2 Corinthians 4, uh, 17 and 18, it says, "From our, our momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And uh, what a what an important perspective to maintain, especially in America here, as we're not used to persecution, you know, and the, uh, there's that uh, Kentucky clerk, marriage clerk, who was in prison for a couple days here. And we've got people around the world that are in prison for years and years. Richard Wormbrand was in for uh, 14 years in prison. And uh, so uh, to all those listeners out there, um, you know, we, we really want to take hold of Christ uh, and really grab onto what he's giving us. You know, 150,000 people die every, every day. Uh, around 54 million people die a year. We're all coming ultimately to the end of our life. And the Bible says that, that our lives are a vapor. And so the question is, is we're ultimately going to get there. And what did you spend your time on? What was your life spent on? Was it spent on the things of God, the things of Christ, or... Uh, where you build in kingdoms here on earth, because nothing here is going to last. And so uh, the voice of the martyrs uh, really brings that into perspective because uh, they're dealing with people whose lives are on the line on a very real and regular basis. Uh, Todd, we were talking about a little bit earlier, uh, you you mentioned Saudi Arabia, North Korea, uh, Iran, these different places. Um, I know uh, North Korea is launching these balloons. Can you tell us a little bit more about this, how uh, the South Koreans are, are launching balloons into North Korea? Well, one of the projects that Voice of Martyrs has done for many years is launching what we call scripture balloons. And at first it was uh, mylar balloons, kind of plastic balloons with the gospel printed on it, kind of uh, the gospel of Mark, I believe, was the first ones we did. Over time, it's kind of evolved. We're actually now using weather balloon technology, uh, and one sort of long, skinny weather balloon can carry literally thousands of specially printed gospel tracks 
They're printed on a plastic material, so they're waterproof. So you can have thousands of those attached to one balloon, float up over North Korea and drop it. The other thing we've been able to do just within the last probably three or four years is attach uh, entire New Testaments to these balloons, delivering them into North Korea. You know, when you launch balloons like that and North Korea is so closed, it, it's hard to know how effective it is. Yeah, that's we, what I was going to ask also, you is do you have any evidence we, for it being effective? We got some great confirmation just last month. Actually, uh, the North Korean news media, which is obviously controlled by the government there, mentioned Voice of the Martyrs by name <laughs> and mentioned oh, our goodness. balloon launches and said that if we didn't stop, South Korea was going to be turned into a sea of fire. Uh, so clearly they are very upset about these gospel balloon launches. And we, I, I told our uh, our workers in South Korea, hey, if the North Korean government is mad at you, that is a mark of honor. You're doing something right if that, they call you out by name in the media. That's phenomenal. I mean, there's no doubt about it that that is, must be having a very dramatic impact for the government to take note and start threatening South Korea over that. Uh, yeah, they, they are very upset. <laughs> now, is South Korea afraid? Are they going to back off? Well, you know, there is some interesting politics back and forth, and it, it kind of goes even literally from week to week. The, the, the two nations kind of pose down and threaten each other, and sometimes the South Koreans are very supportive of the balloon launches. We've had times where they literally have detained our balloon launch teams and said, hey, don't do this. Uh, so it is... It's a bit of a touchy subject, even in South Korea, mm. but our workers there keep going because we know it's effective. And North Korea is so closed. It's not like we have 20 other ways to get the gospel in. Uh, this is really one of the only ways that it can happen. Yeah. One of the other ways that we do have and we're doing is radio broadcasts. And we actually sponsor a radio broadcast, and the entirety of the broadcast is somebody reading the scripture very slowly so that people in North Korea can write down while he's reading. <laughs> uh, that's a part of that broadcast. Again, because it's so closed and it's so hard to get Bibles in, yeah. that's just one more way to get that message in. Well, you guys are very creative and uh, pretty, that's pretty amazing. Um, when we come back, my guest is Todd Nettleton. We're going to continue having this discussion. I'll read another excerpt from, Voice, uh, from uh, Tortured for Christ by Richard Werbrandt. You'll love it. It's an amazing story. Uh, stay with us. We'll be right back. Add historic American beauty to your home today with genuine Amish furniture. It's built in the USA from solid cherry wood with a bourbon finish. Or choose alternative woods and finishes to accent your home's decor. You'll find it all at Tucker's Valley Furniture. For over 65 years, the Tucker family has served San Diego County. Still family-owned, Cash and Carry and Tucker's Valley Furniture. Two stores, both right across the street at Maine and Mollison in El Cajon. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. 
Do you have one-button espresso machines in your home or business? They make delicious coffee drinks, but they're not maintenance-free. Express Fix Coffee is San Diego's source for coffee and espresso machine repair, sales, and service. Call Dave Martin at Express Fix Coffee for new and used espresso machines, repairs, parts, and accessories. They'll save you time and money. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. Learn more at ExpressFixCoffee.com. There's got to be more than going back and forth from doing right to doing wrong. Cause we were taught that's who we are. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on AM 1170 The Answer in San Diego. And you can stream the show at am1170theanswer.com. What we've been talking about is uh, Voice of the Martyrs and what's happening all around the world with the persecution of Christians and, and, uh, the persecution of others. If you've been in the news at all, if you've been paying attention, you know, there is tons of refugees right now. Uh, people are fleeing from Afghanistan. Uh, it's the second larger, largest producer of asylum seekers, Syria, at least 4 million people have fled war, uh, from Syria, from Iraq, more than 3 million people are fleeing ISIS, uh, Eritrea, thousands are fleeing the police state, right? Every month. And where, where are they going? Well, there's, People ending up in Turkey, Lebanon, Jordan, Libya, Hungary, and they're hoping to go to other European countries. Germany just recently announced that it will allow 500,000 people, refugees, to come in per year. Uh, and so all kinds of crazy stuff happening. I want to read this to you from uh, Tortured for Christ because it's relevant to what's happening in our world right now. Uh, this is back uh, much earlier, uh, Richard Wormbrand writing this. For me, to preach the gospel to the Russians is heaven on earth. I have preached the gospel to men of many nations, but I have never seen a people drink in the gospel like the Russians. They have such thirsty souls. An Orthodox priest, a friend of mine, telephoned me and told me that a Russian officer had come to him to confess. My friend did not know Russian. However, knowing that I speak Russian, he had given him my address. The next day, this man came to see me. He longed for God, but he had never seen a Bible. He had no religious education and never attended religious services. Churches in Russia were very scarce then. He loved God without the slightest knowledge of him. I read to him the Sermon on the Mount and the parables of Jesus. After hearing them, he danced around the room in rapturous joy, proclaiming, What a wonderful beauty! How could I live without knowing this Christ? It was the first time that I saw someone so joyful in Christ. Then I made a mistake. I read to him the passion and crucifixion of Christ without having prepared him for this. He had not expected it, and when he heard how Christ was beaten, how he was crucified, and that in the end he died, he fell into an armchair and began to weep bitterly. He had believed in a Savior, and now his Savior was dead. I looked at him and was ashamed. I had called myself a Christian, a pastor, and a teacher of others, but I had never shared the sufferings of Christ as this Russian officer now shared them. Looking at him, it was like seeing Mary Magdalene weeping at the foot of the cross, faithfully weeping when Jesus was a corpse in the tomb. Then I read to him the story of the resurrection and watched his expression change. He had not known that his Savior arose from the tomb. When he heard this wonderful news, he beat his knees and swore, using very dirty but very holy profanity. I thought that part was really funny. This was his crude manner of speech. Again, he rejoiced, shouting for joy. He is alive. He is alive. He danced around the room once more, overwhelmed with happiness. I said to him, let us pray. He did not know how to pray. He did not know our holy phrases. He fell on his knees together with me. 
And his words of prayer were, Oh God, what a fine chap you are. If I were you and you were me, I would never have forgiven you of your sins. But you, you are really a very nice chap. I love you with all of my heart. I think that all the angels in heaven stopped what they were doing to listen to this sublime prayer from a Russian officer. The man had been one for Christ. Oh, that is just incredible to me. Um, and it's, it's amazing to hear what happens in a culture that is void of God. And uh, it's interesting to me because I have Chinese students that come over from China who are in somewhat of a similar situation. And often I can hear the hunger in their voice and in their words to know who is this God who loves me, who'll forgive me for all my sins. Uh, is that your experience too, as you're, as you're going through uh, this ministry, serving in this ministry, uh, Todd? It is. And it's interesting. The, the country that comes to mind to me is Iran. Well, one of the fascinating things about Iran is, uh, you know, the Iranian Re- revolution happened in 1979. Uh, the Mullahs took control of the country and they said, okay, we are going to run this country according to Islamic principles. We're going to do it exactly the way Muhammad would have done it if he was leading. And so here we are now, you know, 30-plus years later. Iran is, the, the economy is in shambles. Uh, things are going very poorly. And in the minds of the people, what that means is Islam doesn't work. Mm. We've been running our country according to Islam for 30 years. It's not working. Therefore, Islam doesn't work. Uh, and so what we have heard from, uh, and I have spoken to several uh, Iranian workers, and what they say is a, a large percentage, more than half the people of Iran, have rejected Islam. Wow. If you get right down under their skin, they don't believe in Islam. Now, that doesn't mean all of them have become Christians, but what it does mean is they're very open. Uh, just like the Russian officer that you just read about, mm. who, they're open to the message. When they hear the story of Jesus, when they hear about grace and forgiveness, they already believe that Islam is broken. Islam doesn't work. So maybe this is the truth. Maybe this is reality. Maybe this is true. And so there is a, an incredible hunger and an incredible openness that results in uh, what Operation World tells us is the fastest-growing church in the world— is in the Islamic Republic of Iran. Wow! Now that's not something you hear on the on the news every day. Uh, <laughs> no, well, they leave that part out. Yeah, that that's absolutely phenomenal. I I just that's very very encouraging to me. Uh, with all the negative that you hear and all the persecution that you hear, that there's so many people that are uh, recognizing uh, Islam doesn't work, and uh, so there's potentially an opportunity here for an incredible. Uh, uh, you know, amount of people to come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. There is, and they are. Uh, literally thousands of Iranians are coming. A Voice of the Martyrs is involved in uh, delivering Bibles there and also sponsoring uh, gospel satellite television broadcasts, gospel radio broadcasts, and training church leaders. One of the one of the great challenges for the Iranian church is training up leaders mm. uh, because so many people are coming to Christ. The church is growing so fast it's like, okay, who's going to lead these people? Uh, and so that's one of the things that Voice of Martyrs is also involved in, is, is providing leadership training to help these new Christians grow in their faith, get strong enough that, hey, okay, you're ready to lead a Bible study group. Okay, 
you're ready to lead a church, you're ready to lead five churches. That's what has to happen because the church is growing so fast. Wow. Uh, Persecution.com is the website for Voice of the Martyrs. I really want to encourage you to get involved with their ministry, um, whether that's supporting them financially, whether that's getting uh, involved in just praying for them on a regular basis, uh, whether that's getting their magazine and staying informed about what they're involved with. There's so many opportunities to be involved. Um, Not too long ago, I was uh, down at the beach sharing the gospel down at Mission Beach, and I ran into a fellow who uh, told me he was involved with uh, Voice of the Martyrs, and he was actually involved in several Bible smuggling operations, which uh, I don't know, that sounds pretty uh, scary, so maybe that's not for you, but but if you're the kind uh, that likes that sort of a thing, well... Gosh, there's uh, so many opportunities to be of service and to get involved in uh, sharing the love of God and the love of Jesus. My guest today is Todd Nettleton with Voice of the Martyrs. Uh, Persecution.com is the website. You can listen to their radio show at uh, vomradio.net, vomradio.net. We have one more segment left, and when we come back, what we're going to talk about is uh, International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. This is coming up on November 1st. Uh, that's uh, just a little uh, under two months away. So we'll be talking about that. And there's all kinds of opportunities to be involved, to get your church involved. They actually have uh, a movie you can show and, and a lot of other resources that you can get to make more people aware of what's happening around the world with the church. And uh, my website is educateforlife.org. You can pick up a recording of this show on that website. You can also visit our YouTube channel, Educate for Life Video. Uh, and i uh, love to have you uh, reply or, or comment on the videos or the podcast, which is on iTunes. I'd love to uh, connect with you on Facebook and just get your feedback. Uh, anything you have to share that uh, would just let me know uh, how the show is impacting you, if it's uh, encouraging you and being a blessing, or if you have questions, maybe you have questions about God and the Bible and Jesus and, and you want some answers, uh, I'd love to help you out that way too. So we'll be right back and uh, we'll continue this conversation and, and uh, wrap up our evening. Okay, God bless you uh, and we'll, we'll be right back. God is changing lives on the streets of Hillcrest. And City on a Hill San Diego engages the community, talking with people, listening to them, and sharing God's love. See the stories at cityonahillsandiego.com. This is your invitation to get involved. Join them for a new worship service the second Saturday of each month at 6 p.m. at Joyce Beers Uptown Community Center. Call for details, 619-354-2511, cityonahillsandiego.com. Sharing faith, hope, and and love. What do leading local restaurants have in common? They depend on Express Fix Coffee for new and used coffee and espresso machines, repairs, and affordable monthly service. Dave Martin and his local team provide water filtration services too. Call San Diego's best espresso repair company, serving your home and business. Learn more online at expressfixcoffee.com. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. In 1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Main and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. I will cast my cares on you. 
back to Educate for Life. Thanks for tuning in to our show. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on AM 1170, The Answer in San Diego. And you can stream the show on am1170theanswer.com. My website's Educate for Life. That's Educate, F-O-R, life.org. My guest is Todd Nettleton. We are uh, talking about the persecution around the world, what's happening with all the refugees as they move out of the different countries. We've been talking about the book, Tortured for Christ. They'll send you a free copy. You can visit their website at persecution.com. And uh, it's a fantastic book. We'll teach you all about history uh, and teach you how to respond to what we're experiencing today. Uh, It's amazing uh, the testimonies that you can get on their website and uh, all you can find out. You won't get it in the regular news, that's for sure. Uh, Todd, uh, I wanted you to share with our listeners about the International Day of Prayer and just what VOM is doing in order to um, make more and more people aware through that that day on November 1st. Well, the Voice of the Martyrs is one of the ministries that, that came together, it's been about 15 years ago now, and said, okay, what can we do to put our persecuted brothers and sisters in front of the American church? And so they came up with the idea, and they launched the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. Uh, It is the first Sunday in November this year. That is November the 1st. Uh, Voice of the Martyrs is providing resources. Uh, You mentioned the the DVD or the film. We have about a five-minute DVD that is available free of charge. We'll send it to anybody who requests it that lives in the United States. It is a way to kind of share this story with your church, to you know, spend five minutes, watch this film. It tells the story of an evangelist in India, and really what it tells the story of it, and I think it's a, an interesting twist on the prayers this year, is it tells the story of his persecutor. Uh, when he first came to this guy's village, this guy said, no, you can't be here. Go away and never come back. Well, the evangelist came back, and so this guy beat him, uh, and they beat him to the point that they thought he was dead, uh, but he didn't die. And so this guy, the persecutor, went and actually brought him into his home and said, you know, why did you come back? We told you what would happen if you did that. Why did you do that? (laughs) And the evangelist got to share the gospel with him. Subsequently, this man and his wife became believers. They are now going to church. The evangelist is now their pastor. Uh, And so it it shares the story that as we pray for our persecuted family, as we pray for those who are being persecuted— we need to remember to pray for the persecutors as well, and that certainly is a biblical concept. Uh, I often, as we've watched the Islamic State grow, I often think of uh, a man named Saul who was a persecutor. He was on his way to the city of Damascus to round up the Christians and put them on trial and throw them in jail. He ran into Jesus Christ. He became Paul, the great missionary, the great evangelist, We need to pray. When you think of the Islamic State, I hope we'll pray, Lord, raise up some Pauls out of those Sauls in the Islamic State. When you think of the Iranian government, when you think of the North Korean government, I hope we'll pray, Lord, raise up some Pauls out of those countries, out of those places, because we know he can do it. We know he has done it. And our video for the International Day of Prayer this year focuses on that issue of praying for the persecutors as well. Mm. I love it. Todd, you know, you sound so hopeful and uh, upbeat and like, you know, you're all fired up, you know, and I, I love, I love your attitude. You know, there's a lot of people today in, uh, you know, in the Christian community in, in, uh, America who are feeling kind of discouraged. They're kind of like, Hey, we're, we're losing the war here. We're losing the battle. Um, what kind of, uh, hope would you offer, uh, people that are looking out and going, gosh, we are losing ground. What, what, uh, kind of encouragement would you give to them? 
Well, I think the encouragement I would give is uh, if you look at the places in the world where the church is growing the fastest, it's not in the United States where we've had religious freedom for 200 plus years. It's in China. It's in Iran. It's in the places where there is persecution. And so uh, what I often say, if, if you're going to church for the wrong reasons, whatever those reasons might be, and suddenly persecution comes in, you stop going to church. <laughs> you know, if, if you're there to meet girls or you're there for some other social purposes or you want to make yeah. business contacts yeah. and you're going to get thrown in jail for going, you stop going. And so when you get a church that's full of people who are there for the right reasons, how is that church not going to grow? God is going to be there. God is going to bless what they're doing. And other people are going to be drawn to that. They're going to see the power of God at work in that church, and they're going to be drawn in, and that church is going to grow. So, you know, I, I, if, if in fact there is a, a wave of persecution coming to America, and I'm not sure that that's true, sure. but if that is the fact— God uses persecution. He always has used persecution to purify the church, to strengthen the church, and to spread the gospel. And so if that comes to America, we have to be ready. We have to be strong in our faith. We have to be grounded in God's Word. And we have to be ready for Him to act and our churches to grow, because that has always happened throughout history. That's fantastic. Uh, that's great encouragement and great advice and counsel. Um, you know, my guest is Todd Nettleton. Persecution.com is the website for Voice of the Martyrs. They were started by a Romanian pastor who, uh, you know, he was a pastor living his life. And when the communists came in and all of a sudden uh, he was faced with a, a decision, a very difficult decision. And that was, do I continue to live for Christ? Do I continue to uh, live out my faith? Do I continue to share the gospel and stay true to what the gospel says? Or do I bow to what the communists are saying and who are, who are telling me um, I'm not allowed to share the gospel as, as the Bible teaches it, but I have to share what, what uh, only I'm told I'm allowed to share. And, you know, to one extent or another, we all face this decision. We face this decision of whether ultimately um, God is who we're trying to please or whether it's the world that we're trying to please. And um, we always want to be loving. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't, you know, there's no reason to be hostile. But at the same time, um, there's a lot of opportunities we have where we, we may face a little persecution. Maybe that's at our job. Maybe we're afraid to, uh, you know, invite somebody to church because we're afraid it might rock the boat or stir the waters. And um, we should take, uh, be encouraged because there are people around the world who, who aren't um, really afraid necessarily of losing their jobs as much as potentially losing uh, their lively, losing their, their lives or uh, being put in prison or maybe losing their family. Uh, Todd was sharing with us a, a young girl who actually, you know, uh, risks losing her family uh, growing up in a Muslim home. So um, I just want to encourage you that uh, get involved with Voice of the Martyrs. They're a fantastic ministry. The International Day of Prayer is coming up right around the corner here on November 1st. And uh, you can go to their website and you can uh, get their five-minute uh, video that will you can share with your church and let, let your church know about what's happening around the world with persecution. And uh, so I just uh, really encourage you to do that. Todd, uh, any other questions? Uh, Stories before we wrap up the show here. Any uh, encouraging stories uh, about what's happening around the world? Uh, people getting saved or anything like that? Well, let me share just one quick story. We just had a team that was in China not not more than a month ago, 
And uh, they sat down on a plane, and one of the guys sat next to this Chinese lady. She was in the middle seat, and she turned to him before they had even taken off. She turned to him and said, do you know Jesus? Wow. And he said, yeah, I'm a Christian. And she said, are you a real Christian? Yeah, I'm a real Do you pray? Yes. Do you read your Bible? Yes. Okay. So she turned to the guy on her other side on the window seat and started witnessing to him. And after about 20 minutes, she turned back to our worker and said, you need to pray for him because he doesn't know Jesus yet. Uh, and so, and subsequently they determined that this lady had chosen her seat. Her husband was actually a couple rows up, also sitting in a middle seat so that he could witness to the person on his left and on his right. That's why the church in China is growing. They are determined. They are intentional about sharing their faith. And our worker was just blown away. He said he's never had somebody in America share the gospel with him. He went all the way to China, sat down on a plane, and before they'd even taken off, this Chinese Christian lady had turned to him and said, do you know Jesus? That's incredible. Uh, well, uh, for everybody out there listening, I hope that encourages you. Uh, God works when we take a step of faith. So uh, we'll be back next week. Todd, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Persecution.com. Check it out. We'll be back next week, Sunday, 4 to 5 p.m. God bless you guys. Have a great evening. Educate for Life with Kevin Conover, a regular feature on AM 1170, The Answer. Learn more about Kevin and his work online at his website, educateforlife.com. That's educateforlife.com. You'll find great resources, ideas, and even video classes there to help you grow and understand what in the world is happening. Encourage your friends to listen for great guests and intelligent analysis of the stories that shape our lives. Educate for Life with Kevin Conover, exclusively on AM 1170. The answer. Bring your tired and bring your shame. Bring your guilt and bring your pain. Don't you know that's not your name? You will always be much more. What do leading local restaurants have in common? They depend on Express Fix Coffee for new and used coffee and espresso machines, repairs, and affordable monthly service. Dave Martin and his local team provide water filtration services too. Call San Diego's best espresso repair company, serving your home and business. Learn more online at expressfixcoffee.com. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. 619-867-3853.